Now, Christianity has its 13th apostle, a faithful witness to the love, mercy, and truth of Jesus Christ. How about you? Will you be the 13th apostle? In the spirit of Pentecost, what is your gift from the Holy Spirit? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the 13th Apostle, where we explore the good, the beautiful, and the true of the Catholic faith and the Catholic Church. Tom Caffrey with my co-host, Dan Duddy. How you, Dan? Hey, Tom. How are you? All right. How are you? Um, quite well. Quite well. Double quite well. There, there is the sun and the earth. They were a little out of whack, but right now you just put them back into alignment. So uh, I'm glad I could help you out. And uh, so Galilee was trying to teach the church that the uh, earth revolved around the sun. I've told you that I'm kind of like in your orbit, right? <laughs> you know, we've talked about that. Sometimes you eclipse me. <laughs> but that's because the moon got in the way. <laughs> Uh, who could that moon be? Uh, you know, it's amazing. Because uh, Augustine, St. Augustine, you know, he was, for a while he was big into astrology. He got out of it for the most part, especially the, the uh, thinking that uh, we are controlled by... Stars. Right. Yeah. As opposed to influencing us, uh, you know, not controlling mm -hmm. us. So, yeah. I mean, you're a fisherman. You, you, you do night fishing, right? Sometimes. Yep, I enjoy it. I love night fishing on the beach. Have you ever fished with a full moon? Of course. Ah, nice. That yeah. must be a great time. Uh, it's gorgeous. Don't even need my headlamp around my head to see my tackle and stuff. It's outstanding. You know, the English language is, is beautiful and complex because you are Mr. Football. You referenced tackle, but it has nothing mm. to do with the gridiron. That's true. What is tackle? But it's a good question. It's I don't know what it fully encompasses, but when I say the word tackle, I'm thinking of all all my lures, my sinkers, my connectors. Now that's a lure, as in L U R E, right? Or it's because it's not L O R E. Like no. you have the, there's a lure about you, like you know there's. I'm sure people have told many tales about you. Um, so it's, in, again, English. There's lures about Dan, but Dan uses lures mm. to lure fish, right, onto your hook? Yes. To kill them. Yep. And then eat them. To, yes, in that order, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're not like uh, Gollum and... Uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Mora, Mora, on the other hand, she loves sushi, live fish. She'll just, I'm just kidding. But she does. She'll take fish anyway, any way she can get it. You know, we could just keep going with this because, you know, try, I've had conversations with people who didn't understand English very well. Unfortunately, that seems to be more common these days. But that's, that's another, uh, that's another <laughs> conversation. But, you know, you say Mora. And, you know, it's, there's a, a, a sign, you know, I've, I've serviced uh, news companies over the years, and the editors 
section always has this sign and it's I don't remember the oh, how it all goes together but it's in the same sentence it's got there there and there mm-hmm. right different forms of there yes yeah, all different the spelling and trying to mm-hmm. x right homonyms beautiful so uh, English is uh, can be challenging yeah. so but that could be you know some people have a gift for uh, linguistics uh, and uh, so let's say we got wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, fortitude, piety, fear of the Lord. Do you have any sense as to what your main gift is from the Holy Spirit? Assuming wow, you believe you have clear. one. Uh, read them again. Yep. Uh, wisdom. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are all complimentary, so people might want to say, hey, yeah, I, I have. They are. Yeah, they you don't know. connect. They're, they're ligaments. Go ahead. Uh, oh, my gosh. We're just going, we're on fire with language because I meant it with an E and you meant it with an I. Compliment. And they, mm. they both work. And I was thinking that, well, these are complimentary with an I. saying, okay, well, who wouldn't want to say they have these gifts? You know, I That's have right. Gifts, right? Yeah. You know? But yep. you're right. They're all yep. connected. So. Yep. Um, so wisdom? Yeah, wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, mm-hmm. fortitude, piety, and fear of the Lord. I know that wow. I, what I would think with you, but uh, let's hear what you think of yourself. Well, definitely fear of the Lord. That's the catalyst for me for pretty much my whole life. But uh, I'm going to go with wisdom and counsel, only because of the wisdom of, you know, things like what happens on the football field and getting back on your feet, winning games, losing games, kids getting hurt, coaching them to come back on through counsel. So I'm a mentor. Thank you, Lord, for giving me that position. So I'm going to go with wisdom and counsel. How about you? Now, I would have said that uh, I would have chosen... Of course, we can have all of these to one degree or another. Uh, I mean, first one that jumped out at me for you is piety. Uh, really? Yeah, well, you always talk about you and Maura doing rosary. I mean, you talk a lot about... Oh, I don't want to say you talk a lot about your holiness. Uh, you talk a lot about your your attempts, your, uh, your desire for holiness. Yeah. Uh, okay. You talk a lot more about that than the fact that you're wise, understanding, and... and give great counsel. So, anyway, uh, that's, piety is the first thing that jumps out to me. Uh, it's tough not to think of you with uh, fortitude. Um, my gosh, I don't know, these are all, I see all of these in you. That's why well, I say, I think- you're, you're the, you, I don't know, now, you know, now we've gotten to know Deacon Chuck, uh, mm-hmm. it's really, it's like a, it's like a uh, almost like a dead heat right now. Is which of you is the holiest? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> no, no, no. Come on! Stop! I Stop got, I, with I, the I modesty, any. okay? All right. Just accept so, your gifts. Let's talk about you. All right, you got to accept yours. So you asked me to to you know <laughs> candidly talk about which ones I relate to. Go for it. I'll tell you what I think. Oh my god. I think I, personally I think this is a really good discussion for our audience because it's provoking them to do the same. Exact. Great point. And, yep. And so I, let's go. I wish what I wish you and I had done is I wish you and I had the insight before we got on the air to draw up another list of um, I don't want to say whether an opposing list. But this would be more of a, a humorous list, 
of uh, mm-hmm. the, of the different other characteristics we see <laughs> we see in each other. <laughs> Uh, that would be like the uh, newlywed game, I think, right? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, that was funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would say uh, I would lean toward more of, I don't know, maybe knowledge and counsel. Uh, you know, it's like you said, fear of the Lord that was for Now, oh, my gosh. Man, we are in so much synchronicity. Because you said fear of the Lord, mm-hmm. and once again, and, and our friends in the audience, they know this. They probably all have come to the same conclusion that I had. The light bulb has gone on for everybody out there, no matter where they are in the world. Listen, yes. they know this pattern of Dan and his modesty, his his you know his humility. Right, Hummus, you are you are Adam, and so of all these gifts, you chose the most humbling, which is fear of the Lord. See, you can protest all you want uh, that I'm razzing you or something like that, or that, you know, I'm, stop, Tom, you know, stop showering me with all these praises. You know, that's my part-time job, is showering you with praises. And you just prove it. And there was no effort I don't believe for a moment you calculated this, you schemed it, you right away you just said, fear the Lord. And see, I'm right. You've proven me right. You are so humble. You're crazy. And I, it's, t- it's unbelievable. I don't know how you can talk with your tongue so profoundly <laughs> embedded into your cheek. I, I am, I'm looking at the cross right now. God, you know I'm serious. <laughs> He's nodding his head at me. <laughs> He just gave me the thumbs up. <laughs> yep, Dan's my man. He's saying, Tom, you're you're in the back of the class. Dan's in the front. All right, so talking about humility, why do you keep deflecting? Why do you keep coming off of you? <laughs> just because it's, it's so important. I want our audience to know that, you know, I'm with them in our unbounded admiration for you. So yeah, sure. I would say uh, I would say knowledge and, and counsel. We all want to be wise, right? I mean, we want to, compassion, you know, understanding. I don't know. I mean, fear of the Lord is... Yeah, I, I don't think, I think you'd want uh, to say piety. Yeah. yeah. Would you... I mean, yeah, I, I, piety would almost be like... Well, we would almost be like we're thinking too much of ourselves to say that we're pious. And it's almost like seven... Yeah. You know? know piety seems opposite no, of fear of the Lord. Yeah. I, to me, it reminds me of, you know, our, our Lord's warning of, you know, the, the like the Pharisees, you know, boldly putting the... Uh, letting the whole, let everyone know around them that they're fasting and things like that. And, you know, that oh, thing too. Will yes. Uh, yeah, I agree. That That's a tough one to say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pious. <laughs> I can, that's a tough one to, to say. I, I, I think it's uh, contradictory to humility. I agree. Well, he said that uh, they put oil in their hair, right? Uh, didn't they oil their foreheads when they were? I yeah, I have to double check on that because for some reason I thought it was uh, well part of the characteristic with oil in their hair. But anyway, well, you know, you're a leader. I think counsel. You know, a part of the definition of counsel means that we don't fear standing up for the truths of the faith, and you were leading the retreats of the sons of the father, a great leader of men. Uh, I think we all honor your wisdom. Your and you know it's it's not one of the seven gifts, but you're bold. You know you stand up and you're you're not afraid to talk about give witness. That's in there. That's definitely in the in the 
the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But, you know, talk about your life and some of the things that have happened and the wisdom that has sprung from it. And we all learn from that. So you're a heck of a leader. And the fortitude that you, uh, you exemplify by everything I just said, you know, you could have been beaten up, banged down to your knees and never left your house. Uh, I'm exaggerating, but instead you're out there, uh, you know, lifting people up with your boldness and your strength, which is really what we're called to do. I mean, that's what the Holy Spirit is. That's what the Holy Spirit did for the church at Pentecost. That's when, the, you know, the church became fully culturized uh, and mm. uh, accepted because thousands upon thousands became converted through confirmation, right? This is confirmation Pentecost. Yes. Yeah. And how, how important is the upper room to, you know, to men and women, but, you know, you and I being men and with our retreats, how often do we refer to whatever room that we are in, either as an attendee or, you know, someone who's facilitating a retreat that we refer to the upper room. It's so empowering, isn't it, Tom? It's so exhilarating. It so is. engaging, yeah. You know, we're, we're like-minded. You know, we're, we're all of us are in this. We're, we're in it together as a team, right, with our teammates. And we've often said the two-by-two. Two. And that's what you and I have just engaged in is, is a great example of two-by-two two because... You know, I've said it many times. Of, uh, I know I can think of I can think of one time in particular a conversation. I can think of several actually, but one in, partic- in particular with this conversation with our friend Jim Mulvihill. Uh, you know, he was talked about his service to our country, and uh, but he was insistent, "I'm not a hero," and blah 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 blah. And you know, I said. You know what I'm going to say. You've heard me say it. You can't call yourself a hero. Somebody else has to do it. These mm-hmm. gifts from the, these spiritual gifts, you know, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, these are gifts that we don't keep. It's not like, you know, you've given me a great book or I've given you, mm-hmm. given you a, a great uh, fishing pole or fishing rod. Uh, it's, these are gifts that we are supposed to share and and then people experience us sharing these gifts and whether or not we claim them we name them we somebody else with whom we've had we've we've worked or we've had some engagement we've, we've been involved in a task we've been helping somebody they're the ones that say you know you've got a lot of wisdom thanks for your wisdom thanks for understanding me thanks for your wise counsel you know, you, you've shared your knowledge with us. You know, you, you've emboldened me with your fortitude. And I can see, you're not talking about your piety, but I can see what you do. I can see how you live. And I'm telling you, this is me being anybody, I'm telling you being anybody, whether it's Dan or anybody, that the piety that I see inspires me so what we really can say is, you know, we can think that we have. It's fun to, to examine these gifts of, this, uh, of the Holy Spirit. But what we really want to be able to do is, and this is why you can't do it alone, is you, you go out there, you go out in the world, you live it, and then other people, whether they say it to you, whether they come up to you, Dan, after you give one of your talks, or they just talk among themselves. You probably haven't heard most of the comments in the talks that you've given because you're not hearing them, but that's not as nearly as important as two people in the audience or five people in the audience talking amongst themselves. 
about what you said and then how they can leave that that event and how they live the message that you shared with them wow that's good and that's that is something uh, really good to hear from you my friend not so much because of what you're saying toward me i'll say but uh thank you but the uh you know, you haven't given that faculty retreat last week. And for you to now stand and say what you have just said, you've got to feel on fire for that. And that's intentional, talking about the tongues of fire and the upper room Pentecost Sunday mm. just passed. And you too, here's the thing. When I, I'm going to talk to schools all this week and then all again next week. I, I will literally talk to about 3,000 students over the next, I don't know, 9, 10 days by the grace of God. What a gift. Mostly, and we talk, mostly or all public school? In this case, it's all public school. But the spirituality that comes comes through is... Of course. We've talked about that before. It's, un, it's unbelievable. It is truly miraculous. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, God's in control of all this stuff. The heck with this separation of church and state garbage. The the walls come tumbling down, Tom. It's amazing. <laughs> but the uh, you know we talk about the concept of charism, and you know the definition in the book in the in the dictionary is powers and talents conferred upon you, divinely conferred upon you, which means it comes from God. But I use that in all our secular talks. But here, here's the thing: we all have these gifts that make each of us one entirely different person than anyone ever created before by God. And these gifts, when they're shared, then make us the gift. And that's true Christianity. That's what you're talking about. That's what you did at your retreat last week, is that you take these gifts, take the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, however that chemical balance is made within each one of us. And then when you share those gifts, and that's a great point you made, these are shareable gifts meant to be shared. If they're not shared, they are nothing. Wisdom is nothing if it's not out there penetrating people and being shared with the energy that it has. It's nothing. Exactly. But wisdom, is al- wisdom is alive. So, yeah, so then you become the gift. And, and then you become the living Christ because Christ was all gift. My goodness. You know, and then through Pentecost, he said, you will heal the sick. You will forgive sins. And we're, we're able to... You know, speak in languages that all could hear. Not that we spoke in those languages, but those languages were able to hear and understand because of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And that is, um, and that's what we talked about, uh, differentiating a retreat from a lecture, Mm. you know, a presentation. Because, and you know, you were just saying about, you know, we were emphasizing the sharing point. And, you know, I said this at the retreat with the teachers and staff of this Catholic elementary school and uh, in other environments to say, you're not in a lecture or something, you're hearing it, you're processing it, it's it's staying up in your head, you know, you're thinking about that Uh, in a retreat. Each person in the retreat, this is what should happen, this is what should happen, and each person, but especially the person or persons who are giving witness in a retreat, that they are giving some of themselves. It's, they're not just imparting information, it's, this is the value of, when I, you and I were talking off the air before, the eye contact that you make. And that people who lead or witnesses of retreats, the eye contact they make with the people in there, because you 
are relating to them, you want to build a relationship with them. So that means both of you. And then if there's 10 people, if there's 30 people, whatever, five people, whatever, then there's whatever that number is, you have the potential for having that same number of relationships. You've given some of yourself definitely as a witness. And the other people who are who are there, they can then, if they so choose, they can then give some of themselves to the rest of the people. So if somebody if somebody says something, well, it potentially impacts everybody there, and they and everybody walks away with with some of that other person. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's that's so well said. And what you're doing is you're really lighting fire to just the whole concept, the fundamental concept of the body of Christ. And you just get in there, you, you stir the pot, you just be who you are meant to be. It's so true, Tom. And then, you know, it's just, and you show that this beautiful inclusion of the body of Christ, that we're all here, we have a voice, we have this created the sanctity of creation within each and every one of us, this charism. Let's talk about it. Let's verbalize it. Let's finish creation. You know, let's let's make that eye contact. Let's make that engagement. And let's really feel that, know that we are a vital part of this beautiful body of Christ while we're living here on earth in this time and in this space. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, Only through the Holy Spirit, though. Only through the Holy Spirit will that happen. And, you know, and just the... Just that revelation, that simple but so true and powerfully true revelation that in the upper room, the Trinity was born. The Trinity was born. And how powerful we live the Trinity. Amen? Amen. Well, we talked about, uh, we mentioned Deacon Chuck, uh, our dear friend Deacon Chuck Kelly, former colleague on this great uh, WQPH uh, station. And... Uh, I told you before we went on the air uh, that uh, he had related to me uh, something that a mentor told him when he, when Deacon Chuck wasn't sure, you know, about whether he had something significant uh, to say and, you know, whether it was in you know, comparing himself with others and whatnot. And so it, the, what he, the way he said it to me, what, what he was told by a somebody who obviously had the uh, the gift of wisdom from the Holy Spirit. I thought the fire of my faith went out. Then I stirred the ashes, pushed a little further, and burnt my finger and realized that he had to just go a little... Somebody else might be... That hot coals might be on the surface. But for others, those hot coals are... uh, They have to go a little deeper. And... But there's this burning faith... And I thought it was a great, uh, it was a great description. I could imagine it. I could see it right, in my, right immediately in my head, in my imagination. And uh, I think with those in our, for each other, you and me, for everybody listening, whether or not you think you're making a connection, whether or not you think you have something important to say, uh, you do. I don't know that I've met anybody when I've had a, gotten a, at least enough to know them. Everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a message. They've lived a life if they've had hardships, if they're on their backside uh, somewhere, if they're in a real bad way. They just need to stir the ashes a little bit more, and they'll find, yeah. they'll feel yeah. that fire. That's right, Tom. It's beautiful. You know, and, and we could be tepid in our faith because we've been banged up or 
whatever reason or because we're medicating ourselves with other with these other little tickles but you know that that's a great analogy you know those ashes are kind of tepid at the top we got to go down we got to get down there and see that flame see that tongue of fire that you know that was so representative of of the upper room i love it and plus we as when we're blessed to be leaders of retreats we also run deeper into that fire for the people that are in the room and they therefore feel the heat as well it's beautiful yeah sanctified sanctified heat thank you deacon chuck yeah man sharing that all right brother we are uh gotta wrap it up Mm -hmm. uh what's coming up next uh, stay tuned, folks, for The Angelus. And following The Angelus is your prayer intentions with Peter and Jemmy. Our man Peter and the rest of the crew, Mary and Jean James. Just uh, wonderful to be a part of this uh, this ministry, uh, this great family. It's nice to have, uh, can't have too many friends, Dan, as you well know. Uh, allies, Jim likes to say, often alliances, allies he would know from his, uh, his background. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who's got your back? Yes. Uh, I learned the expression, who's got your six? Who's got your six? Yeah, Kirby. Kirby yeah. Bowling. Yeah. Uh, so this is, we have friends, and uh, I know we have friends in the audience, so uh, God bless our friends. Amen. And God bless WQPH. God bless you, Danny. God bless you, Tommy. God bless you all. Amen. So, Connie, part of your homework was to read Tom Caffrey's book. What did you think? I thought it was excellent. And uh, I would like to join my wife, Kathleen, in recommending it, especially to fathers. It's an ideal book for a man and a boy. In fact, the title, A Boy for All Seasons But a Man. Boys need a hero's journey to reach virtuous manhood. And Connie, we have a surprise for everyone. Tom generously donated some books for people who give a donation, so we'd like to offer one for the first two people who donate. One on our website, you can hit the donate button and process a debit card, wqphradio.org, or two, the second book will go to someone, the first one who wants the book, to mailing a check to WQPH Radio, Post Office Box 589, Medford, Mass. And this would make a great Father's Day gift to someone. Maybe it could go to a godfather, right? That's right. Godfathers of fathers. All and right. uncles count, too. Uncles count, too. Yes. Okay, so let's hope we get a lot of requests for this book, and Tom will be very happy. Happy Father's Day to everybody. Thank you for listening to The 13th Apostle with Dan Duddy and Tom Caffrey. For more information on Dan, visit his website at www.danduddy.com or email dcduddy at gmail.com. Tom's website is faithpilgrims.com or email trcaffrey at faithpilgrims.com. How about you? Will you be the 13th Apostle?